OTB AM, setting you up for the day ahead. Luton is an easy is an easy name to say. This is what was just happening in the studio here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I know people who have flown into Luton. OTB AM, live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. We're turning our attention to Hurling now. I'm delighted to say Noel Connors is with us for um, a slightly more difficult conversation. Noel, good morning to you. How are you? Um, <laughs> I'd like to say pretty good, but not so good. Where do we start? What, 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 what is it about the round robin? And what, 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 how do you feel about this whole thing at the moment? Like, where is water for hurling? That's a very, very difficult question to ask. Um, it's it's so hard to know. And it's it's not just something that has happened since the round robin. I think that we've struggled for quite a large period, particularly underage. And obviously, if your underage structures aren't in place, it's very, very difficult then to transform those guys coming through um, development squads into senior squads. It's, it's challenging enough to do it with really good structures in place at underage, but it's a hell of a lot more difficult when you don't have that underage. So I think that that's probably the starting point. The starting point is to try and, I don't know, put some sort of shape on what underage structures are in Watford. We've probably neglected that for quite a long period and it's something that we really need to review. There was a strategic committee put in place there a number of years ago and there was some uh, kind of conclusion and outputs, but I don't really think they were implemented in any uh, real meaningful way. And I think that's really important you now start to see the likes of your clears, which we saw the weekend, particularly even underage. They were fantastic minors, under 20s. They're obviously in their 20 Munster final. Uh, doing really well in the football as well. And obviously their, their seniors are more more or less true to uh, the All-Ireland series in Hurling. And, you, you know, you can't... It's, you look at Leinster rugby. I watched a little bit of Leinster and Munster when I was flicking between both. And you look at the depth and the strength they have, albeit they got better again. But... It's the academies that are really bringing forward Leinster rugby, and it's it's no different for Watford. If we want to be successful and try and stay in that top tier, we really need to focus on our underage structure. Because uh, I haven't got a chance to read all of uh, Anthony Daly's piece today, but he's like, at some point, you have to stop just blaming the manager uh, for what's going on. And it did feel like there were young players coming through at a decent clip when Derek McGrath was in charge and obviously there's like really good club hurling it seems certainly uh, the standout team is capable of holding it their own against anybody else but they don't always have it their own way the whole way through the water for championship and I could be wrong about that but it did feel like there was a competition for them there and so that there should be enough strength for the team to be able to compete or to produce 30, 35, 40 senior hurlers who are capable of competing at the right level at the moment, but they seem to be getting further away. Yeah, and like even what you just said there, Jared, like there's so many different parts to that that like scream out at me. Like Ballygunner going for ten in a row, and like that's not on Ballygunner. Like they're doing everything right underage and at, school, at like primary school level, they're putting in Trojan work, and they're starting to see the benefits of it. I don't know. Last year, <laughs> when I looked at some of the results, they were beating club teams within you know every stage. If it's the the group stages, the whole way through. They were beating most teams 10 plus points on okay, average. Sorry, I thought they were getting a bit more of a game than that. They're obviously not. No, they're not. And right. like, that's, that's like, that's not a game. That's not a Ballygunner thing. That's not a, a negative on Ballygunner. They're doing what they're doing right. But 
uh, it's probably for the rest of us now to try and fill and fill that void and try and bridge that gap. And again, that's not that's you know a generational thing where you have to put it up in like starting like we've an academy under fours. Uh, and you have to start at that stage and try and build it up. So you're talking about this in maybe a 10-year period. And I will be very mindful of the fact that that might actually happen at Watford, where we actually are struggling. Like I looked at, I was looking at some of the stats. So since since uh, 2015, we've played minor. Uh, we played 26 matches. We've won five, we've drawn one, and we've lost 20. So that's 19% return. Since we won the All-Ireland under, under 20 in 2016, we've lost every game since. Like, that is not a good return for Watford Ireland. And obviously, again, we talk about the pathways on it. Like, if, if you're not winning underage, it's very, very difficult to inspire lads to go and play with the senior setup when it's in so, um, it's so demanding on persons. And like, the reality is, if you're going to commit to 35 hours plus a week, you need to be winning. You certainly need to be competing, but you need to be winning. I think on average this year, we scored like, I think it was like 17 or 18 points on average with no goal in the first three games. Uh, and that's not going to do it. So, and again, as you said here, it's not down to the manager. It's down to the underage structures that filter the whole way through. And then you would hope that you'll have a successful senior team that can compete. That might not be down to the manager, no. But what, what is down to the manager, I guess, is the style of play and the decision-making in terms of man-marking and that sort of thing. I was listening to James O'Connor speaking on, on off the ball with ourselves after the match and he was talking about Waterford not playing to their strengths uh, and he said the players look confused by what the identity of the team is so do you, do you feel like that's the case and, and if so who's that down to is that down to the manager or the players um, yeah look there's I'm very mindful of the fact that I would not necessarily blame the management or indeed the players the reason for it now that sounds like I'm not blaming anyone but I'd be mindful of the fact that these are lads that are really trying hard to be successful and mm. to win also with Davy, like Davy is probably putting in seventy plus hours a week trying to get the team to perform to the best of their ability. We've seen like what he can do against Limerick in the first round, and I think that that's what he's trying to emulate every day he goes. Bearing in mind that we've had a massive turnover, I think since 20, 2019, we've had eighteen fellas leave that team, and I think uh, I kind of listened to it briefly. I didn't listen to the whole thing. But like Jackie, Jackie Terrell was on last night on the Sunday game talking about like leaderness. Like it's, it, that's a very kind of harsh yardstick to hit people with when you consider the fact that Jamie Barron is probably the oldest there by uh, maybe a three or four year period. And he, um, you know, he was a three or four year period because of so many, so many people left maybe three or four years ago. Uh, and a lot of the other lads are quite young and inexperienced. And the reality is for Wolfgang Harlan, it's always been the case. We don't necessarily have the depth. Even go back to the days of like your Dan's, your Ken's, your own Kelly's, your Milan's, etc. The reality is like we had like maybe 70 or 18 players that were at a standard to play at inter-county senior level. We've always struggled with depth. So when you consider all those things, this league basis is never going to really work unless you have, as I said before, a really... Uh, developed team with 35 fellas that are willing to play and able to play every day you go out there um, and that's the reality we even look at Limerick where we look at their bench and you're saying wow that's incredible but even now with the likes of Sean Finn been out for 12 months you're kind of saying who's going to fill that void and Limerick are not going to be as good as what they generally are on the basis that he's gone so I think you have to be mindful of so many different variables it's easy saying pointed at Davey and matchups and that type of thing but the reality is he's the one that trained every night he's the one that's mm. watching all the matches he's the one doing the analysis 
the, the matchup I guess that got that got the I guess the one that was in my head was uh, Daryl Lyons marking Tony Kelly. Tony Kelly obviously has a field day, and the argument was made yesterday that Lyons perhaps better utilised as a midfielder or a half forward or even a wing back maybe. So maybe that was the the matchup that I was thinking. Look, it's not easy to mark Tony Kelly. Let's be honest, but yeah. was Daryl Lyons the right man to put on him? And the other side, the question is then, who do you put on him? Uh, yeah. You know, the obvious thing is you say, oh yeah, you don't put Dara on him, but then like, who do you, who do you put on him? <laughs> uh, so it, like, I understand the point. And like, again, as you said, Shane, like it's, it's very easy, like say, you yeah, know, who, who marks Tony Kelly? Is it who, who keeps Tony Kelly quiet for, for 70 minutes? Uh, it's a very, very difficult thing to deal with. You can kind of keep him quiet for 30 or 40 minutes. You do, you'd be doing particularly well. Um, but I think like the core of the issue, is for Watford Harland to be successful. And again, as I said, it could be a 10-year period where Watford might not necessarily be successful because you really need to look at the underage structures. Like Clare have put in phenomenal work. Limerick have been doing it for years. Um, you need to put in like things like your coach is underage to make sure that, you know, if you're starting out under 12s, that you're not necessarily like just picking like 24 lads under 12s that are at the best age because they might be a lot bigger and stronger than the other guys. But like the reality is, by the time they come to 14, will they still be the best guys? But they would have got the experience of playing there, so the natural thing is to pick him. Whereas if you look at Cork a number of years ago, they didn't put a team in a Tony Forreston because they said they'd have their own tournament under 14. Um, and they bring a 100-plus kids together. Like That is the way in which you should be doing it. Because what you need is you need more people availing of your programs. You need to have succession plans on, right, this is what we're doing under 12, this is what we're doing under 13, 14, 15, 16. So by the time they get to minor, that they're actually athletically prepared to to be able to take the hits, do the hard training, and also to perform. Albeit the fact as well is that's hugely important, the athletic side of things. However, you need to still have a good hurling coach in, in place as well. Like there's really good hurling coaches in Watford We've looked at the likes of, obviously, you mentioned Derek McGrath a few minutes ago. You have the likes of Pat Carney. You have Don O'Rourke, who's a hurling coach with Carl uh, Corners at the moment. He was with the Watford Camogie for a number of years. They really, really well. Like, there is really good hurling coaches. I think it's probably where we need to, like, a reset button where not that you forget about the seniors and the older lads for a period of time, but you need to focus on the younger lads, put all your time and energy, and you would hope in a 10-year period that you will start to see some sort of transition from those guys into senior setups where they're really, really competitive and doing really well and then hopefully win it. This is, um, you know, uh, hard work and, and difficult and it doesn't feel like there's any fix coming down the road? No, and that's I put, that's the, the more frustrating. As in, look, the reality is, and I will never say GA should be professional. And I'm quite the opposite. I'm, I'm very much like stick to what we're what we're about. We're about community. We're about family. We're about you know all of those things that make the GA amazing and wonderful and different. Uh, but what we do need to do is put some structure as a county on what that looks like. So if you have to employ someone like an athletic performance coach to basically put plans in place and have like three or four like younger people in specific areas that can look after, we'll say, if you're down in East Watford, for instance, if you're about to go on our passage, et cetera, the whole way into like Mount Sound or Mordala Salle and so on, uh, you put a, a kind of some sort of, you, you might go to the arena out here in SCT or Watford. Uh, you use that as your base and you train there three or four times, maybe a week, and you have someone that's employed on a part-time basis to basically watch what they're doing and you do that the whole way through. Um, and you obviously have someone overseeing it. You have someone in Mid-Watford and you have someone in, in West Watford. Because... 
if you keep doing the same thing again, like that's expecting different results. That's crazy. Like everyone knows that. So you need to look at like what can we do and what can we do to, to, to make us successful? Because the reality is we're a Hurling County. We, we perceive ourselves as a Hurling County, even though a lot of West Waterford would be considered football. When you look at like Denier, you look at Balnacorti, et cetera, Rackormack, um, but we are Hurling County and that is the reality. And we need to put as much time and energy into the young kids. So by the time that they come to minor, that they're going well beyond that 19% of winning rate um, over the last number of years. No, really thoughtful stuff. Thanks a million for joining us this morning. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.